where I am right now, mentally, physically, spiritually, is not the end. It's not how it's going to be the next day and the day after. So there's always an opportunity to change things around, to switch it around. Hey, I'm Ronia Sakata, founder of the Joy Academy and queen of joy. That's how my friends call me. It's so important to me that my life is full of joy and that I enjoy every moment because I know how fast it could be over. We can do so many things to bring joy in our lives, to create joy, and that's what this podcast is all about. I talk with people and they tell me how they bring joy to their everyday life and how they create a life full of joy. So let's dive right in and please tell me after the episode what your takeaway is from this talk. Welcome Farah to this episode of the Joy is my Compass, the Let's Create Joy podcast. I'm so happy to have you here and to talk about joy and everything which is important and create joy in your life. So tell us where you are, um, who are you and what do you do and what brings you joy and how you create joy. And from there we go into magic fears we don't know yet. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate uh, this opportunity to share my voice across the globe. I uh, am right now located in Montreal, Quebec, and that's in Canada. And uh, what I do for a living, I am a nutrition coach. I'm a chef. Um, I am also a neuroactive coach, which is a, like a life coach, but we use different methods. It's very similar to PNL, and uh, we use other science as well to ask deeper questions and get to the root cause of things. So what brings me joy is being able to myself grow. So I love growing. I love hitting goals and doing things. I love actually using my hands to do things or my creativity. And that is through helping people. Um, and helping people, basically, I we kind of see in others, you know, a reflection of ourselves. So it's a mutual thing. So I help people growing and they help me growing. So I feel like it's just a great thing and um, very related to, you know, our common purpose, which is growing and evolving. So I love doing what I do. Uh, I love also cooking. I love eating as well. So <laughs> this is why I also uh, added nutrition into what I do. My father is a chef. And uh, my mom is also like a great cook. So they both transferred me their passion for cooking. And ever since I was eight, I wanted to be on TV and share recipes and, and cook. So um, I did study something else and then end up going back to it. So yeah, that's what I do now. So I create recipes, I write in magazines, I have a blog, I have an online coaching program 
where I guide my clients who want to change their eating habits to eat healthier, lose weight, and have a better connection with food. I guide them to transform, you know, anything that is um, involved in the process. So I use a mind, body, soul approach to help them, you know, transform the old story, help them to take action and, you know, eat the food that they want to eat, eat the right food, nourish their body, and also have a deeper connection with themselves. Yeah, it's such a holistic approach. I love you have all people watching, you have to, or listening, you have to follow Farah on our on, on her Instagram channel. It's so cool. You know, when you post the 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 spices and you come you combine it. I eat vegan, but I get so much inspiration of your spices. And and we were talking about what's this spice in I don't know it in English. It's so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, like food for me is so important too. And and mm -hmm. to have a bad um, relationship with food, it's such like oh no, let's let's change that. So I'm so happy that you offer this in yeah. a, but not with diets and rules and like no, that's bad. Like holistic. That's that's the big difference. That's it. I don't believe in diets. Um, they were never there before, you know, the human kind got so smart and tried to like section different type of foods and, you know, and I feel like different civilization as well have a different way of eating. So some people uh, from certain areas, they don't digest meat well. Well, that's a fact, you know, so it's okay if meat is not part of you know their diet same thing as dairy some countries didn't you know use dairies so some people just don't do dairies and same as wheat so people are allergic to gluten and stuff like that so we also have to go back to the root and understand really what your genetic allows you to eat what matches with your body well but do you do all kinds of scientific testing or are you, I'm more the feeling and trusting like what I want to eat. If I get my, like my channel of wants clear, like mm -hmm. if it's only chocolate, maybe that's not so healthy. But if I'm in contact with my body, I know what's good for me. I don't need a test, a genetic test. Or are you combining these things? So I don't do any tests, uh, to be honest. And um, I'm more the type to, like you just mentioned, listen to your body. <clears throat> your body's the, the best indicator to tell you like what didn't go well and what's good for you. So I, I really work with the, you know, the inner feeling, getting in touch with your body to really feel what, what's good for you and what's not. Do you have any like easy going tip for super beginners? Like, I eat always too much or too fast and and how do I start do you mm -hmm. have a a thing where you can like a, a lifeline where I could grasp to to change something if that's my problem yeah that's a good question and uh the thing the first thing that I get to uh that I tell my clients that I get to do with them is that I get them back in touch with their satiety feeling 
you know, yeah. so the brain sends us a message when it's time to eat. And then when we don't feel that message of hunger, actually, it's the hunger message. When you don't feel hunger anymore, then it means that you're done. Right? <laughs> as, simple, as simple as this. So I uh, guide them to get back in touch with the, the satiety feeling by eating, you know, alone with no phone, no TV, no talking, and just like taking their time to eat and trying to taste, you know, all the flavors, all the spices, all the vegetables that you're eating. Oh, this is okay. This is a different consistency. I think I'm biting on the broccoli right now. Oh, now on this side, I have the rice. Okay. And then mixed together, there's the sauce that I just added. So this is how um, I would recommend someone to get back in touch with, you know, um, the food, the relationship they have with food and getting back to the point where you eat at a normal pace and you put in your plate the right amount of food that you need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that because that's, that's it. But how do you respond like to, like, I think it starts in the childhood, eat that plate up or, you know, like, then you unlearn this feeling when Nika, my little daughter, she's not so little anymore and she's really not trying vegetables. She, she eats fruit. I'm very happy. And I have my big plate of like yummy wedgies and tofu and rice or something. And she just, yeah, she sees my good example, but she's not impressed at all, but okay. she really is good with I'm done. And I really respect that. But if you don't respect that, you, you, unlearn this this feeling it's true and it's very true so are a we just of, a, a generation yeah. of people who had to eat up their plate is that the correct term in english eat up oh uh, yes 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 Good. definitely yep. the right yep. term so um and and i think it's from the mentality that you know getting food was so difficult uh, back in the day so the wasting is is not appropriate or is it's not being grateful that you know you have food on the table so you know my parents had to work hard for us to have food and i'm pretty sure it's the same thing for you know generations and generations before me so food has been a thing since you know the beginning of time so um you know the 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 caveman, his main stress was to be able to live, you know, in the next moment, you know, so being able to protect himself and also to feed himself, to have to find food. So they sleep, wake up. The mission is to hunt, find food and, you know, protect the family, protect the tribe and go on for the next day. So having enough food is something that's been, you know, here ages ago and i feel that we need to kind of like tone it down a little bit and don't overload our plate with food because there will be some tomorrow right so a lot has to do with that um a lot has to do with the childhood like you mentioned earlier it could be a certain relationship that you were lacking you know eating is um being nurtured and the first person who nurtures you is the mother right 
So sometimes if the connection with the mom is not so well, well, it, it, it could be a, a solution that, you know, you find is to eat a lot and then overdo it and eat bad food and just have a bad connection with food. So it's related to so many things. And this is why on my coaching program, I really start with the mind. So get in touch with what's in your mind. What's, what, what are the beliefs that you have about food, about taking care of yourself? And then also we will go into the childhood, the relationships. What is your relationship with your mom, with your dad, with your siblings? How was your childhood? And what are the traumas that happened over there? To really put them in your conscious and realize that, okay, some habits and some things that I am doing that I have, the habits that I have now are due to things that are related from the childhood. So the, the, the work that I do with my clients is not to undo things, but really to understand. Yep. And then from there, they're either able to move on or to deal with it and then move on later on. That's again, so holistic. I think if you do the food, which is so near to our soul in a, in a, in a quick way, it's never long-term. It's uh, it's just a quick, like, yeah, like hitting a goal and then back to whatever was before. And that's so frustrating. So yeah, I love this holistic approach. And what I was thinking about um, before, you know, because of the leftovers, I or like leave food on the plate. I like to like just take as much food as I want to eat on my plate. But if I'm full, these leftovers, I don't throw them away. I can use them. I I love to have like it's a buffet of things and then you can combine things or make it um we in Switzerland we always have an oven, you know, a big oven where we can bake things and and Do you say, you speak French better than I do, gratin, you know, what, what's that yeah, in, in English? Yeah, too? yeah, so basically like a casserole. Yeah, so that's so cool, like mix things together and then bake it. So I don't, I really hate food waste, but being full and stopping doesn't make, make me having food thrown away. It's just like having a another palette, palette like, like things I can combine afterwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I think for that you can just that. try and maybe sometimes I tell my husband like oh today I made something well it wasn't that nice <laughs> 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 too many flavors are sometimes a bit adventurous yeah. but um, yeah. mostly it's like oh, okay that was nice Mm -hmm. yeah. so you recreate new things create new yes. flavors that's great that's a good alternative And what, how do you take care of yourself and of your joy and of your food? Like, I know taking care of clients brings you joy. I, I know that from my work, but like you personally, what do you do for, for your joy, for your energy, for your well-being? Do you have any gems to share? So one thing that I love to do is actually just like sit back and just sit with myself. Um, I, I like to connect with myself and 
understand, okay, where, where am I mentally, emotionally, physically, and just taking that time for myself allows me to address whatever issue that I have. So I love being in a state where I'm okay. I, and, and sometimes like, you know, the days they go by fast and sometimes we go through things, they put us in a certain mood or a certain mindset and we don't even realize it. And we just add on to it and add on and add on and add on. And this is when we feel, you know, unwell. So I like to maintain my well-being at a, a state where I feel like, okay, if I'm super happy, that's amazing, that's great. Um, I, I love to, like I mentioned, sit back with myself and it could be like just meditating. Sometimes I like to play with cards. Um, sometimes also I like to listen to music, uh, dancing. It really allows me to like set my inner child free and just act, you know, crazy and have fun. So these are things that I, I really love to do. Not so complicated, very simple, and yet so effective. What kind of meditation do you like? Are you, are you, do you have like a certain practice you love or do you have different kinds of, because if you never have meditated, it's like, yeah, everybody's meditating, but where should I start again? And mm -hmm. I like to have like, If somebody mm -hmm. thinks like, oh yeah, she's so cool. I want her, her advice on where to start with meditating. <laughs> I feel like meditation is like a journey itself. So whenever you start meditating, well, people, you know, have the, the belief that meditating is being able to shut down your mind and then just sit there and meditate. No, basically the mind is not, it's not possible to shut down the mind. It's like, trying to stop you know your your heart from beating it's it's not possible so it's really creating that connection with yourself so the mind just listening to what you know is going through my mind is one type of meditation that i love to do um to kind of understand okay what are the thoughts that i have right now that are you know running And then that helps me choose the next activity to do. So if it's a lot of like frustration and, and stuff, then maybe I need to write about it. If it's a little bit of sadness, then dancing really helps me to like switch it off. And um, talking as well with my husband, I talk a lot with my husband, uh, just get it out of my body to kind of get, you know, the energy to flow a different way. So meditation, it doesn't have to be complicated. It could be like just setting the intention into connect, connecting with yourself. Um, sometimes guided meditation is great when you know you want something in particular and just YouTube like meditation on happiness and then following the steps and then following the meditation itself so i don't have this one method yet um i would say that i like to just go with the flow <laughs> when when did you start you said you studied something else and then now you're doing what you're doing like when did 
I have to start again. Was there a turning point where you were like, no, 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 I need to take care of myself, of my mindset, of everything, and mm -hmm. not running in the hamster wheel of the world or society, like the normal jobs, nine to five or like eight to 11 p.m. Was there some point where you said, stop enough, I, I do it a different way? Or was it like a gradual thing without a, a pivotal moment or something like that? How mm. was your journey to, because you seem so connected, you know, and so like, wow, how do I get there when, when I'm listening to you? So like, I think it helps, like there was my point. So mm -hmm. I can, I can connect the dots for my life when I'm listening, like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I can get there, but just step by step. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, um, thank you for that. I feel like sometimes I, I need to get myself together. <laughs> yeah, but we all do. But but <laughs> I I follow you now for, for a certain time and I really love what you put out and the authenticity, you know, that's that's mm -hmm. all we need. And right. then it's not it's just real. And that's what speaks to me very much when it's real and not like staged or faked or teleprompted, you know, it, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just you. Yes. But yeah, like the journey is so interesting, I think for gaining trust in our own journeys when we hear others, others journeys. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. To me, it was very drastic. <laughs> And if you don't want to share, you don't have to, of course, but like, oh, like stepping stones, really just mention really what you want. <laughs> if it was so drastic, I don't want to. <laughs> drastic in a way where I didn't have a choice, you know, so this is, this is why I say it's drastic. So I studied in physical rehab therapy and um, that itself, just uh, the studying part was a journey. Um, I, I was in a program with a lot of, you know, people that I didn't connect much with. And there was a lot of things that we had to do in team, teamworks uh, for exams, for <clears throat> to study, um, just to learn the techniques. So it was difficult to bond with everybody because I was so introverted and um, I felt like, you know, I wasn't worthy of being in that program because, you know, all of those people, they were motivated and stuff. And I was still shy in my corner and, um, you know, I had difficulty fitting in, let's say like that. And I ended up finishing uh, the program. Everything went well towards, well, the end was well. It was just the end. <laughs> let's say it like that. And um, I worked in the field for about five years. And my, my dream job was to work uh, for the government in, uh, at a nine to five and having my weekends off and, you know, having my office, going to my client's house and then just coming back. So I treated uh, elderly, also patients who had knee replacements and hip replacements. So I would see them prior the surgery and after the surgery, we do the rehab home. So that was exactly what I wanted, permanent. Uh, it was like my position. So I had all the, you know, the benefits. So doing uh, my job, uh, life goes on. I, I get married 
and we move in together once we get married, my husband and I. And then um, I realized like a month, not even a month after getting married, <laughs> I realized this disconnection with what I do. I was like, what, what is this? I would have difficulty waking up in the morning, um, you know, wanting to call in sick and just stay home all day under the covers in bed. And, um, you know, so every day was just like, all right, just push it, push it. You probably need just a couple of days off. And, you know, we have like a day off in about a month. I, this is how I would, you know, fuel myself. You have a day off in, the, in a couple of days or the weekend is coming. So you're going to get by. And, and then this disconnection just created like a, a real sadness, I would say, inside. Um, I really felt like I, again, wasn't worthy of the job that I have, that the others were doing better and I wasn't doing enough. And um, I also felt like I could give so much more to the world than what I'm doing right now. So no offense to the elderly. And I feel like they did their part in the society. And um, going over there, seeing them and seeing them with all the disabilities that they have and wanting to get back to like a shape that is not possible actually made me feel, feel really like powerless. So they had trouble walking, going to the bathroom. And, you know, their goal was to have enough strength to like go to the bathroom, go to the supermarket and, you know, go back uh, home, <laughs> visit their kids by themselves. And I was just like, oh, listen, it's, it's not that I want to jinx anything for you, but the way your bones are set up right now, it's not, it's not possible. And, you know, I feel like also the the employer didn't really have our back on this point. So we were like stuck in the middle. So when I say we, it's me and my colleagues, because I've been talking to my colleagues and about how I felt, how I felt unpowerful, like unpowerful, not unpowered, but um, powerless. Am I saying the right word? <laughs> yeah. And um also with the the money so uh, at a certain point well you know you have your salary and then it just doesn't you max you know you, you don't make more money so I look at my goals my life goals you know uh, my family my kids that I want to have the I was like okay I want about like three to four kids so like how is it going to be possible to live with this amount of money it's not enough and with time I just felt like you know I had to take like a decision but I was avoiding it and what really forced me to you know sit down and think about it is that with time the more disconnected I felt um, I started to have this pain in my back so I started having sciatic pain and I would sometimes like, okay, take a day off, rest, and then go back to work. 
but the job that I do is very physical. You know, I have to, you know, lift limbs and then move them around and use my car, go up the stairs, down the stairs. So uh, at a certain point, I just couldn't do it. The day that I come in, I came into work, you know, lumping on a leg and I didn't tell, you know, my superior that I wasn't feeling well. I was just getting by. And someone told her and she came in my office and she said, someone told me that, you know, you're, you're limping, you're not doing well. And I said, um, no, I actually have a lot of pain. And she said, well, that means you have to go to the clinic. <laughs> so I went to the clinic and then I was signed off of work. Uh, I was signed off to, for a sick leave and, um, it just went downhill from there. So the pain was really crucial. <laughs> I had trouble doing the things that my patient had trouble to do. So like going to the bathroom, cooking for myself, standing up, it was, it was something. And it really forced me to like get into my body because I was in so much pain and nothing could take the pain away except for medication. So, I kind of like listened, took the time to listen to what was going on in there. And it's when I realized that, okay, there's a lot of pain in there. Um, a lot of pain that lead me to a point where one day I was sitting on the edge of my sofa and I was like, okay, what is it that I do? Do I take action or I do something else? So I had two choices. So one was to go in my kitchen and grab a tool, hurt myself, and just take my own life. And the other option was just to do something about it. So I just remember moving and doing something. And the thing that I did was I grabbed my phone and I put, in, I put on a podcast. I put on a podcast to like get me out of there because it, it was it was deep and uh the podcast that i listened to was the sports motivation podcast i was into sports i wasn't doing any sports it's just that the host of the podcast was speaking in a way that really connected with me so on that episode he was promoting his online coaching program and on that day, I just went on his website and I was like, okay, I'm in. Wow. And I want to do it. I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, it took a lot of money that I didn't have, but I had credit cards, you know? So I took the program and within like the first three months, I was able to, you know, visualize the future that I want for myself clearly and not as, a dream because I always knew what I wanted and it was always like you know on my right side at the top and that day that I was on my sofa I was like this is not never going to happen this is impossible but as the, the more I go through the program the more it was like possible so it's it wasn't even a dream it's like a plan you know it's the end goal of the plan so the more I was uh, listening also to other people doing like big things. So that it is a sport, uh, not a sport um, program, but 
He's a, a mindset consultant for uh, people who want to do sports at high level. So you had soccer players, basketball players, dancers, Muay Thai fighters, and you know, it's a lot of masculine energy. And I really needed that at that moment. So I decided that, all right, so I might take a leap of chance and just take action into that plan and quit my job. And the more I think of it, I thought of it, I talked to my husband about it and uh, it became something that was, you know, realistic that was going to happen. And when I finally took the decision, the pain gradually just went away. I was also, because I stayed home for six months, I gained a lot of weight. Uh, and I was trying to lose weight without doing exercise because I couldn't move. <clears throat> so oh, yeah. <laughs> what a challenge. Yes. So the pain started to go away. I started losing weight gradually without doing exercise. And I was just like, okay, what is, what is this? This is magical. Like, what, what's happening? So finally, I just go back to work. I work for about like three months, giving my resignation letter and jump on the, the journey. That's, that's what happened, basically. Wow, that's so like <laughs> magical. But I think clarity, when you know that's now my decision, everything is like, wow, your, your, your body is responding so heavily in a, in a good way. Mm -hmm, definitely. And, and later on, I figured out because I took so many courses, you know, to, to gain more knowledge. Uh, later on, I figured out that back pains are related to um, a point where like your body is kind of like sit, sitting you down so you can take a decision. So oh, wow. it's a conflict of direction. And I was like, what? So it's exactly what I had. I didn't know what to do. Like, I had so, so many options, but I was also scared. And when, like you said, when I, when I gained clarity, it was just like, poof, everything went away. Wow. Yeah, and the body talks to us. And we, oh, yes. we really should listen because that's like... It's not everything. I believe we're much bigger than this physical body, but that's our our moving vehicle through this life. So, like, let's treat our body like the queen or king that we are. Wow! And you know, you sh you could have taken just more and more painkillers, and then like kill yourself yeah. with painkillers without without um hurting yourself like intentionally mm -hmm. i wasn't really um taking the painkillers to be honest because the the effects that it would have on me i didn't love like them so i i was sleeping but not you know asleep where you feel rested i would sleep and still be tired um have like um, stomach issues and i i just don't like medication in general so I was like, okay, I'm going to do the, ther the, the, the physical therapy, the, the Cairo practice, whatever, everything. I'll just do it all <laughs> because the problem was physical. I was like, there is no pill that is going to heal me. So 
I just have to do something to get the pain away. And um, later on, I found out that it was a decision that I had to take. And I know you, you are big in yoga too. I think yoga is so great. When I have a headache, then I just have to do yoga and it's all in my legs, like tension in arms and legs. Mm -hmm. And then the baddest headache just fades away. It's, it's so cool. And painkiller doesn't have an effect on me. So why should I take it? It's like, yeah, just have to do yoga. That's and it. I don't want to do yoga when I'm in my bed, like with a headache, but it's just like the cure. So get on the mat and, and do it. That's it. And this is when I, exactly when I <clears throat> started to connect more and more with yoga because the yoga forced me to get into my body and in my mind as well. Mm. And, then, and then you started cooking or you you are you were cooking all the time like like this creative way with all the spices and and like oh it's, for me it's like art watching your videos is really really so um wait I, I look for the word it's not soothing it's like it's, it's such a richness in them i don't know if you feel that but i feel it like wow thank you to me and and i try to like you know get more out and um i feel like oh this is so random i'm not going to share that <laughs> but thank you for that it really makes me realize that it's not you know people don't have my standards <laughs> no no really not and, so and cooking i've been doing um i've been cooking since since i was eight probably yeah Eight. But when you were unwell, did you cook or you just ate pizza all day long? I cooked. I did cook. I did manage to figure a way out to cook because this is, you know, where my soul was happy. So with the online coaching program uh, with, uh, with me, it was about the mind, uh, the body. It was all the professionals I was seeing and doing the yoga and then the soul was the cooking, really. So it really just made me happy, connect to something important to me. Um, so whatever the method I had to use, I, I used it. So I had to use a chair, take a break after each 10 minutes. Um, I did what I had to do just to you know, maintain that connection uh, because this is what made me go on um, until the next day. Mm -hmm. So you said meditation, dancing, um, um, journaling also and playing with cards, but maybe the bigger things, you know, you can't go to a vacation um, every day, but like, what are the, the big things which bring you joy? Like, like, I love to go there or do that or... Can you, can you inspire us with your ideas or what brings you joy? Sure, oh, that's a good question. I feel like <laughs> my life is boring. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, love to, I love to learn new things. I love to learn. So when, when I, I, at a certain period, a few months ago, my husband and I, we took dancing classes and that was very fun. We, we had a dance teacher. I would take dance classes, by myself and then this was the first one 
that we did together. So that was fun. And then uh, I also started CrossFit about a year ago. So this is something new. And I'm always into something different to like, you know, grow. So I'm I'm such like a, I'm such a joker. Like I, I can do anything and I'm not attached to like one specific thing, um, except for food. <laughs> <laughs> and in, in the food range, are you like going through a Thai food phase and then a Japanese food phase? Or are you... Are you like consistent there or or like worldwide or how how do you like <laughs> you seem to, to need new new um influences and and new inspiration all the time so are you the same in the food business or there you're like no 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 this is my my uh <laughs> my base so i'm the same thing with food <laughs> same thing If you'd see my weekly uh, menu, you'd be like, okay, this is completely different. So um, let's say this week, this week we'll have, with, right now I'm doing things really basically because <laughs> I'm pregnant, but this week we're having lasagna and then we're having a lentil Ethiopian soup. So I went from Italy to Ethiopia. And then another week I would go from Mexico into Thailand. And um, I just vary a lot what I do. Um, and home cooking, where home is, I would say it's in the Caribbean's flavors. Um, anything that's either like Haitian, I'm Haitian, uh, Jamaican, or anything, Trinidadian. I would, I cook it and this is just like the safe spot, I would say the safe place or the, the, the comfort food, this, this is where it is. And, um, but I cook anything. If I had to write all my recipes in a book, oof, there would be a lot of recipes. <laughs> I would love to see your spice cupboard or I don't know how you store them all because Like cooking so diverse uh -huh. for for people who don't like cooking so much, it's like I don't I don't even know all these spices. But if you have them all at home, you're like, me yeah, too. I have the wedges crazy, in my though. in my fry pan already, and then I go, is this now coconut curry or tomato? You know, like I can choose <laughs> the direction while I'm cooking. Right, because right. everything is here. I have I just pull the the ingredients out. That's it. That's it. And and this is one challenge that my clients have. It's it's creating meals that they find, you know, tasty. And one trend that is on right now, I wouldn't call it a trend. I think that, you know, just the world opened up their eyes and realized that, you know, let's taste food from different places. So my clients are just like, okay, I'm trying to make this, but I don't know what spices to use. I don't know how to cook it and stuff. Um, so I would guide them with teaching them, you know, the base. So, all right, so you have a spice, okay? It's either like a, a root, 
a leaf, a flower, or the stem. And then you have this type of taste. Uh, there's like, you know, sour, uh, salty, dingy. And, and, and also I, I help them create the balance and basically just please their own palate. It doesn't have to, you know, be exactly the same and perfect. I mean, you're cooking for yourself, you're cooking home. It's not a cooking show or a competition. <laughs> so it's really knowing the basics and knowing that, all right, in Indian flavors, you know, I have these items. In Asian, these are the staples. And sometimes you just can use them in every meal and you'll be fine. <laughs> The staples, that's the word I was looking for. That's really like, if you have some cool staples, then you're like, just creative on. That's like having all the pencils and the brushes and the, the paint ready to, to go for painting. That's it, exactly. It's, it's like, yeah, having like all the primary colors and then you just like mix two and then mix this mix with another color and just create your own. So cool. <laughs> and, and again, I know I'm like a broken record, like having joyful, like be, it's, it's supposed to be fun. Like, yes, I love cooking. And after my cooking, the, the kitchen is just like a tornado went through. Yep. I don't know how you are. My husband is a chef, a Japanese chef, and it looks like in an operation, um, it, at the hospital, you know, like everything is clean and neat. And I'm like, oh, you're so annoying and he he can't even enter the kitchen when i'm cooking he's like oh my god you're just this mess is uh we we had the deal first you know when we got married we got married very young um like who's that the person who's cooking dinner doesn't have to clean up the kitchen and soon after he was like okay i have a new deal it's a full-on package <laughs> if you cook you have to clean up the kitchen and if i cook oh I no too, because your mess is too much to take care of that was like okay oh. <laughs> I, I i could see his point you know i couldn't uh, talk myself out of it but um uh -huh. yeah I made the same deal with my husband and he still clean he still cleans after me and um I feel like the more passion the more mess <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I try to get myself together and you know oh I just used this pot let's clean it right now and I feel like this is um um the the, the chef this is where their strength is is that you know they do a task and then just get over with it completely you know <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, either way, having a joyful like feeling in the kitchen, um, yeah, that's so important. And take it easy. And if it's not tasty, well, then it wasn't tasty today. But try something different the, the, the next that's day. That's and it. then that's I would love to have in my future vision. I have somebody in living in house, and always after cooking, this person cleans up my kitchen. <laughs> It, it is a, a hard, you know, task to do to cook and then clean and everything. It's, it's like half of a day, you know, it's, and it's then with, a, with the child, we, you know, in Switzerland, um, children come home for lunch. Mm -hmm. Now we booked three times that she's eating in school, like at a different place where children mm -hmm. with um, both parents uh, working, they, they can go somewhere and eat 
lunch and then go back to school up but it's a total different system very old-fashioned because the mother is at home right but mm. so he, she comes home um monday and wednesday now and and then she's hungry so like breakfast lunch dinner it's like cooking all the time but i love cooking so that's no problem mm -hmm. <laughs> so like let's let's round this beautiful talk up with um what's like what's your wisdom your trick for life like a big a big thing or a little thing like just start here or just do that or just like farah's wisdom final final blurb i like i like to say i i said that in a different in different episodes too like cat loturso now she calls herself different but she's like when the world would listen and you have a megaphone and you can talk for one or two minutes what would you say you know i like this task it's like oh wow okay 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 my chance so i it's not already that the whole world is listening to this podcast but the right people will hear you <laughs> yeah and i really wish you that you know it gets into the hear the ears of the whole world <laughs> So the advice that I would give, hmm. oh my God, there's so many things. So <laughs> you can say longer than just one minute, just go okay. ahead. So the, the one thing that I really, really learned in my journey is that where I am right now, mentally physically spiritually is not the end it's not how it's going to be the next day and the day after so there's always an opportunity to change things around to switch it around uh, no matter how difficult it is no matter how impossible things may seem there's always a way to change and grow and um, I think this is where um, I'm, I'm really holding on. This is what helps me hold on really to life. And not that I need help anymore. It really fuels me is, is that I don't know who I'm going to be next week and in uh, four weeks. What, what, what are my gains are going to be? What am I going to be able to achieve? Who am I going to be able to help? So now is is now is gone <laughs> by the time i say it so if things are difficult now it doesn't mean that it's going to be that in the next 15 years so yeah i would say that this is my biggest biggest thing <laughs> thank you and now tell everybody where can they find you and which which people are the the perfect like fit for your program like who mm -hmm. should text you like right away right so right now um just to specify i have like this new program that i'm getting together um which is that you mentioned earlier for uh pregnant women for women mothers um you know women who uh, also lost um babies and um my my goal with this is to get you know motherhood back to where it should be 
I feel like a lot of who we are is into our childhood. So anything that involves parenting, um, I'm getting, you know, some, um, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting with my husband to do this. So anything that involves parenting, um, we want to coach about that, about evolving, about getting over, you know, childhood. Um, and then just taking the parenting journey to another level and raise the next generations a different way that we were raised. Um, so this is something that is very important to me. And right now, um, <clears throat> I just started this and I have a page on Instagram, which is called Birthing Legacy. So it's Birthing Legacy in one word. This is where you can find anything regarding parenting, motherhood. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> parenting, motherhood, um, prenatal care, maternity, postpartum. I'm also um, working with my doula on this. So uh, this is a, a very great project that is, I feel like, the knot of everything. You know, they're the center of the knot. So everything starts there. And I feel from there, we can heal so many things, so many people and become whoever we want. So this is one uh, program that's coming up. And then the actual program that I have is uh, the transformation uh, the Trin Trinity Transformation Program, which is a mind-body-soul approach to transformation. And uh, in the, the program is also inserted uh, like a cooking program where I teach the basics of cooking healthy meals. So anyone who wants to get back in touch, you know, with um, eating healthy food, eating a healthier way, uh, get back in touch with themselves, transform, go through a transformation and become who they are authentically can um, send me a message and then we'll go into our, a consultation on my other page, which is farah.nose. So F-A-R-A-H dot nose, K-N-O-W-S. And we will put all the links into the show notes and everywhere anyway awesome. so um <laughs> it, it, i think it's i like it to listen to the the page and then read it it's like oh yeah i heard that before <laughs> thank you so so much for your time and your energy and your beautiful you. flowers every time you said like i like to grow i i these flowers like seem to move you know it's so growy around you it's so beautiful and congratulations to your pregnancy and all all, all the best you. and i'm so happy that we're connected and everybody connect with far and all <coughs> bless you all the the beautiful stories on instagram like thank you so much for sharing your gift to the world and this thank time. you and thank you for having me thank you for your kind words and thank you for doing what you do i feel like you know people need to listen to great stories as well so i know you interviewed uh and you interviewed my husband and also amazing uh, people with amazing journeys and those journeys are example of you know that or example or proof that you know happiness is possible so thank you for doing what you do Thank you so much. Have a great day in Canada. Uh, it's evening now here in Switzerland when we're recording. And when we're um, uh, streaming this, it's soon Christmas. So 
if you are celebrating Christmas, happy Christmas. Um, yes, Merry Christmas to yeah. all of you. Bye bye. Thank you so much. Yeah, Happy New Year. That's the next thing. <laughs> Let's Hoping that the year will be better. <laughs> have an amazing 2020, 2021. Yes. So, see you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. If you liked this episode, I look forward to a review from you. And it would be so nice to hear from you what you liked best and what is your takeaway. And maybe it sparked some idea. You really are surprised to, to have this idea now and you can go and create joy for your life. And please tell me about it. I would love to hear from you. My contact details, you will find them in the show notes. Have a wonderful day.